glad that you're here today. Um, if you love Jesus, can you give me a shout? Awesome. You guys are alive. You guys are, <laughs> you guys are energetic. It's pretty early in the morning. Um, if you don't know me, I'm the assistant pastor here. I'm Aiden Handel, or Yasir Aiden Handel. That's my first name. And so um, I'm just glad that you're here today. We're going to go deep within the word. If you weren't here last week, um, we were talking about how we go into battles not for victory, but in victory. And today, we're going to learn how can you not only have victories in your life through the Lord, but how can we dive deep into relationship with the Father? And so growing up, I was fascinated with water. Um, And that's going to be a little bit about what I talk today. And it might sound weird, but it's going to make sense. And so before I start, I got to pray. And so if you would join me. Lord, I pray, Father, today, Lord, that this word would be yours, Lord, and not mine, Father. I pray, Lord, that my mouth would just be used by you, Lord. I don't desire the praise. I don't desire to have pride in any way, Lord. I just come humbly before you to be used, Lord. I thank you for my brothers and sisters, and I pray, Lord, that their souls would soak up this message, Lord, like a sponge, Lord. I pray, Father, that they would leave here knowing that you are calling them into deeper waters, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would bless this message and that you would bless these people, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So growing up, I was fascinated with water. Whether it was the ocean, a pool, or a lake, you would find me in there often swimming and always the last one out. Growing up, most of my family even called me a fish because just how much I loved the water. I just loved the water. And there was something about it, that, that feeling that you could swim and there was not any weight on you, uh, that feeling that you could swim and there's no worries, and that feeling that there's something more to the water, that it just made you feel as though there's no weight on you, that you could fly, that you could jump. It, it was just this weird feeling. And once I got into high school, I, desi- I decided to turn this, this love for water into a talent. And so I turned to being on the swim team in high school. And now what I was doing for fun, swimming, I now had to do for competition. And because of this, the number one thing that you have to learn is how to dive within the deep end. You have to learn how to do it correctly. And so today, I want to teach you how to dive into the deep end, into your relationship with the Father. If you're wondering how I'm going to do this, I'm going to compare diving into your relationship with the Father with how I prepared and accomplished a race during my time on the high school swim team. And so this is going to be kind of a sensory message. And so it might sound like a a book, like I'm reading a book. Um, I'm not trying to bore you, but I'm trying to get you into character. And so in this story, you're the swimmer preparing to go on a race to swim. You're in a competition. You can imagine there's people around you, and you're about to go up for your event. That's what we used to call it. And so there's different events. There's freestyle, which is just the normal swim like this. There's butterfly, which is kind of one of the hardest ones where you're going like this. There's also something called breaststroke, which is something that my coach actually said I should never do in my life. Um, and that's this one. 
And then there's also backstroke, which is when you're moving your hands backwards. And so I was really talented at the freestyle, which was just normal swimming. And so are you ready for this? You're the swimmer. You're getting ready to go on this race. It's loud. People are speaking on the bleachers. The other teammates and opponents that are not swimming are talking about their own races. And as you anticipate your race, you're finally called. 500 freestyle would be our next event. Swimmers, please get into place. As you're preparing to dive, around you are five other people you are racing against. As much as you don't want to notice the other swimmers, you look around to see your competition. You refocus and tell yourself you can do this, that you have prepared for this, and the only competition you are going against is yourself. In Matthew 7 through seven, chapter 7, verse 3 through 5, it says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eyes and pay, attention, and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. The number one mistake you can make, just as in a swim meet, is to compare or judge your brother or sister on their race with the father and lose focus of your own race with the father. I remember countless times where it was right before a swim race, and the minute I thought about who I was going against and who was around me, I lost focus, and it resulted in, t in my swim being affected badly. The quality of your dive into a deeper relationship with the Father is determined by your ability to stay focused on your own race from the very beginning. I remember growing up, there was often a comparison within the church of other brothers and sisters. If you were the pastor, often people would look to you and they would say, that man's holy, that man has all the talent, and often that person would feel as though their relationship with the Father could never get to that place. And because of that, people were often discouraged. I was often discouraged. When I was in college, there was countless people in my college that knew way more than I did. They knew scriptures off the top of their heads. They knew background. They knew the historical things, and I did not. And I remember often comparing myself to these people and saying, Lord, these people have so much more than I do. Why would you use me? Why would you want me to be in relationship with you when they know so much more about you? And I remember one time I was in this, this, this like the story, I was preparing to go for this race, and I remember one kid in my, on my team, he looked to me and he said, you will be nothing more than this. You'll be nothing more than what you're doing now. And I remember he said it in a bad way. He was saying that I wasn't going to be nothing more than a swimmer. I wasn't going to be nothing more than past high school. And I remember that affected me so badly that I went home and I was just, I was mad. I was sad. I had all these emotions in me because I couldn't understand why my own teammate would look in my face and say, I would be nothing more. But instead of using that as a way to get discouraged, I used it as a way to push me forward. And so often, 
you will have people who will tell you that your relationship will never get farther because of all the mistakes you've made and all the failures that you will over you will ha- you have overcome and will need to overcome to get to that place. And I remember that that was often my case. I would always see myself in comparison to others, and it affected my race with the Lord. It affected my relationship with the Lord. And so instead of going deep within the waters of the Lord, I was going surface level. I wasn't going any deeper than I had started at. And so in order to go deeper, in order to prepare yourself from the very beginning, remember your race, your relationship with the Lord is yours, and it's no one else's. There's no need to compare There's no need to say that brother or sister or that pastor, whatever. If you focus on your own lane, your own relationship with the Lord, I I can promise you that your relationship will get to new levels that you can't imagine. And so step one was preparing for the race. And step two is getting on the diving board. After you refocused on your own lane, you stand up on the small white square. And so there's a small white square when you're about to race, and it's on the floor, and that's where you have to stand up on to dive. And so it's just this little tiny square, and um, I remember that my coach would always say, foot placing is everything. Foot placing is everything. And so I want you to imagine, the coach is telling you, foot placing is everything. You line them right, and you look onto the pool that seems endless in the moment. You keep in control as you don't want to lose your foot placing, and you lose your, ba- and lose your balance from the foundation you will launch off. And so now you're on the diving board. You're preparing to get on the foundation that you'll ho- your whole swim, your whole race, will be based off of. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27, it says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. The the foundation, that little square, was the basis by which the whole race could be based off of. In preparation for the dive into a deeper relationship with the Father, you you must make sure that your foundation is on the rock and not the sand. Because if you don't have a good foundation, you will lose balance and you will not dive deep into relationship with the Father. It will only be, as I said, surface level. And there's different foundations that people base their relationship with God on. And they start it in the wrong way. And so many times people will have this foundation that they're standing on that is based on drugs. And many times the foundation they're standing on is based on hatred. Many times the foundation that they're standing on is jealousy. 
Many times the foundation they're standing on is bitterness. And so when they try to take a dive into a relationship with the Father, they never get to the water because they lose their balance. Their foundation was never strong. They could never dive into a relationship with the Father because there was nothing to stand on. Because their foundation was weak. Their foot placing was not right. It was not perfect. And from the very beginning, their placement, their foot placing was wrong. And because of that, their whole race was affected before it even started. In Proverbs 19, chapter 19, verse 2, it says, Desire, or in other words, passion, without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? And so in other words, passion without knowledge is dangerous. It will lead you to sin. And so if you are riding your relationship of the Lord on passion, it's dangerous. Because soon enough, your passion will run out because you never knew what you were being passionate about. You never knew the foundation that you were going off of. You never knew the Father, and so because of that, you never knew your foundation in the first place. And so passion without knowledge is dangerous because if you, do, if you have this passion to do something, I have this passion to do music, but I know nothing about music, how is my music going to turn out? It's going to turn out pretty bad, right? And in the same way, your race with the Father, if you don't, if you have this passion for the Father, but you don't know the Father, then you have no foundation to dive deeper on. Step three is getting into position. You planted your feet correctly on the board, and now the race is about to begin. You bend down and get into position. Your feet and hands are in perfect position, and you lean forward to force a smooth glide into the water. Your heart pumps loudly as you wait patiently, anticipating the buzzer to begin the race. Then suddenly, in between breaths, you hear the buzzer. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, it says, in, the heart, in their hearts, human plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In a swim race, timing is everything. If you go to... If you go too early, you're disqualified. But if you go too late, you risk losing the mere seconds you missed by not diving on time. You must remember that the Lord has established your steps. He knows when you're ready to dive, and he knows when you need to wait patiently to be planted on the foundation correctly. You have to trust the buzzer. You have to trust the Father and his timing. And when he tells you to go, be prepared to go. It was funny yesterday because I was, <laughs> I was practicing this. And um, I said, prepared, uh, he knows when you're ready to dive. And Savannah thought I said, he knows when you're ready to die. And so she was like, wow, that's a pretty cruel message. <laughs> so I just had to say that because it was pretty funny to me. <laughs> When I was called to be a pastor, I was constantly trying to get to that calling, but I was also constantly being impatient. I remember countless times 
when I questioned whether I had to go to college to be a pastor, whether it was worth the sleepless nights, driving hours just to get to school and home. I just wanted to get to my calling. I just wanted to push the timing of the Lord. Already, but looking back now, I've seen how the Lord perfected the timing and he knew exactly when I was ready to dive into a deeper relationship with him. The Lord is the perfect buzzer. He knows when you're ready to go and when you're ready to dive deep into relationship with him. In college, I can honestly say I had a, found, I had a, a sound foundation. I didn't have a rock foundation. And I would go to these classes learning things about the Bible, learning things about how to preach, learning things about how this chapter in the Bible and this historical background, I learned all those things. But in reality, I never took the time to pray to the Lord. I never took time to know the Lord by reading the word. I never took the time to fast. I never did those things because I was basing my foundation on my, on my passion for the Lord and not my knowledge of the Lord. I grew up being a pastor's kid. I should know who the Lord is. But I can honestly say that I had been riding up to that moment on passion and not on knowledge. I didn't know who my God was. I thought I did. And because of that, I never, want, I never went onto the diving board to go in deep. Step four, the dive and the race. You dive into the crystal blue water, gliding without resistance. The race has begun. Now you must remember to stick to the technique you learn. You dive through the water and for five seconds without moving a muscle. You then come to the surface of the water and begin to propel forward with your arms doing a smooth motion, your legs fluttering up and down, as you make your way to the other side of the pool, you take breaths timed perfectly. You are now in the last stretch. With all your might, you pull on the heaviness of the water with your arms again, taking perfectly, time, time, perfectly timed times to breathe. And as you feel the tiredness settle in, you push harder. And finally, you have made it. You have won the race. There's this um, worship team that I really enjoy listening to is called Worship Mob. Now they're called Jesus Co. Um, and there's this song that they just released, and the guy is talking prophetically, and he says at one moment, we should be tithing with our breath to the Lord. And I, I loved this illustration because the idea of tithing is that you're, you're sowing into the kingdom of God, right? And the idea of tithing your breath is the idea that you're sowing into your relationship with the Father. When you're swimming, they actually teach you to hold your breath as long as you can. And so imagine, I didn't swim Olympic-sized pool, but imagine I did. And um, I remember countless times in training, you had to go from one side of the pool to the other in one breath. And it sucked because it felt like your lungs were going to blow up. Like, honestly, it felt disgusting because you wanted to breathe. And I remember that you had to, you had a stroke in a certain way. You had a, um, so you would go like this and you would have to actually pull the water and you would want your hand to be by your side so that you wouldn't lose that glide. 
On top of that, um, I was more of an upper body person. Um, I was stronger my, in my upper body, and so I used my arms a lot. And I barely used my legs, but I did use my legs. And so um, in swimming, you have to use both. You have to use your arms and your legs because it actually propels you farther, right? And because I had a, a better upper body, um, kids would make fun of me because I would actually swim pretty crazy. Instead of swimming this typical way, I would actually go like this and kind of cut into the water. And I was really fast, but I lost a lot of energy, right? And in swimming, there's so many different techniques. There's so many different things that you need to learn to finish the race correctly and strong. And what I said in one of the earlier steps is that the competition is not who's around you. It's yourself, right? And so... Often when you're swimming, you're not trying to beat the other people's times. You're trying to beat your own time. And if you beat your own time, that's a win. And if you beat other people, that's good too. But most importantly, it was that you won yourself, that you won your own timing, right? And so you had to constantly remember when to breathe when you're in the swim. You had to say, I'm going to take 10 strokes, and then I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to take another 10 strokes and then take a breath, right? And what I'm trying to say here is that in our relationship with the Father, when we're in this, this race, right, um, Paul describes it that our life is like a vapor, right? It's short. And a race, a swim race is short. Um, if it's a 50, it's only about maybe 30 seconds. And so imagine the pool is your life. You just dove in into deeper relationship with the Father, but every stroke and every breath and every flutter of your legs that you make has to be important. And why am I telling you this? It's because when you're trying to dive into deep relationship with the Father, every move, every action you make should be important to your relationship with the Father. I think oftentimes we like to separate the two. And so instead of thinking about the technique, we think about the race. We need to think about both, right? And because the Lord, the Lord has infinite time and we have a short time, and if we were to spend our whole life just on the surface of the water and never going deeper, I think we, we would miss out on what the Lord has for us deep within the water. In order to dive deep, you have to propel yourself off that diving board. You have to know your foundation. And this idea of tithing your breath means that every breath you make in, this, in the swim of your life must be important to your relationship with the Father. Every day when I wake up, I always tell the Lord, thank you for another day of life. Thank you, Lord, that I'm breathing again. You have to remember that everywhere you walk, every action you make is a tithe unto the Lord. Do you want to give the Lord bad tithes or do you want to give him good tithes? Do you want, him, do you want to give a, a breath unto him that's valuable and is worth something? Or you want to give a breath unto bitterness? Or you want to give a breath unto jealousy? Or you want to give a breath unto um, the want of more, more um, materialistic things? What do you want your breath to be? Unto the Lord or unto the world? In 1 Corinthians 
9, 24 through 27, it says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who completes in the, competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. Knowing the prize that lies at the end of the race makes the race not easier but more sustainable to make it to the finish line. The Father is the prize, and you must know that the prize, before you can acquire it, you must need to train. You must learn to dive deep. If you don't know the prize, then what are you racing for? If you don't know the prize, then what are you racing for? Often you will look onto people and they don't know the prize that they're racing for. Their lives are empty. They, have, they don't seem to find or understand their purpose. And because of that, it's almost as if they're in an Olympic pool when you're on the short pool making every breath count. Do you want to focus on the world or you want to focus on the Lord? Now I ask you, are you ready to take the dive into a deep relationship with the Lord? If you are, then prepare yourself. Set yourself focused in your own lane, on your own relationship with the Father. Step up to the diving board. Get your feet planted on the only foundation that will keep you balanced, Jesus. Then when the Lord says you're ready, take the dive into the deep end. Begin the race knowing the Father is the prize that is acquired at the other side. And lastly, know that the prize will not be easily acquired. It requires that you know him from his word, that you know him from uh, your dedication, from your prayer, and it will call you into living into a sacrificial living. You will have to sacrifice things. I don't know about you, but I would like to end my race, my life, knowing that I dive deep within my relationship with the Lord. I don't want to ride on the surface. I don't want to say that I just accepted the Lord, that I accepted Jesus, and that I'm all good. I want to know who God is. I want to know who my Father is. I want to know what the award is at the very end. And when you realize what the award is, then you will realize that the sacrifices you've been having to make, that the sorrows you've been having to go through will mean a much will have much more value in the end of the race. And so I encourage you today, dive deep into the relationship with the Father. And if you don't know the Father, that's okay. There's always a starting place. And at here at Hope Center Church, it doesn't matter where you start. It just matters that you begin. And so let's pray. Lord, we pray, Father, that you would allow us to dive deep within relationship with you, Lord. That we would finish the race knowing that we have acquired the award, Lord. That we are step, we are face to face with you, Lord. I pray, Father, that we desire more of you. 
that we don't desire just the surface level, Lord, but we dive deep within relationship with you. Allow us to have our feet planted on you, Lord. Allow us to see your value, Lord. Allow us to see that we're on this own journey and it's okay. But what's important is that we know our Father deeply, Lord. And so I pray, Father, that my brothers and sisters will leave here today knowing that there's a God waiting at the finish line that wants to love them, that wants to enjoy their presence, that wants to hug them and give them comfort. And so I pray, Lord, that you would be on their minds throughout this week and for the rest of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.